I'm Dr. Kirsten Patrick, Deputy Editor for the Canadian Medical Association Journal. Today we have for you a Humanities Encounters article published in CMAJ called From Patient to Parent, A Dual Generation Journey. It is written and read by Shannon Cushman, a mom and finance professional who lives in Strathroy, Ontario. In this narrative, Ms. Cushman shares the heartbreak she felt when her daughter was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, an illness she knew very well because she was also diagnosed with it as a young child. My name is Shannon Cushman, and this is a piece I have written called From Patient to Parent, A Dual Generation Journey. Worry, fear, guilt, relief, these are just some of the emotions any parent of a child with a serious illness has felt at some point in their journey. But what about when history is repeating itself? And not only are you the parent, but at one point you were also a child with the same diagnosis. January 15, 1993 was a pivotal day. After almost a year of active symptoms, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I was nine years old. Fast forward to January 10th, 2019, at the same hospital. My daughter was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. She was 11. Our destinations were the same, but we had two very different journeys. Before my diagnosis, I was in constant pain, had severe gastrointestinal symptoms, and overall was the epitome of a sick child. Ava was not in pain, had no gastrointestinal symptoms, and was functioning like her peers. What she was not doing was growing. She had gone over one year without any growth at all. Being petite to begin with had straight lined right off the growth curve. She was nearly 11 years old, but the size of an average eight-year-old. Her clothing size had not increased in almost three years. She wore shoes out rather than outgrowing them. Ava was not overly active, but I attributed this to her creative spirit. She preferred to draw or read over playing sports. Then there were the fevers, regular reoccurring fevers in the evening, from low grade to 102 degrees Fahrenheit. These fevers had been happening for months with no pattern or explanation. She was initially referred to endocrinology, but after her initial blood tests came back showing very low hemoglobin and iron levels, she was then referred to hematology, and our journey began. After no response to months of a high-dose daily iron supplement and with no abnormalities in growth hormone production or genetic testing, both specialists knew something else was causing the deficiencies. Our next referral was to gastroenterology, which I felt was wasting valuable time. I wanted her to get to rheumatology first, which was also on the table. As someone who had lived for 25-plus years with Crohn's disease, Of course I would know if my own child had something similar, wouldn't I? Within weeks of our initial gastroenterology appointment, Ava had a colonoscopy and endoscopy under a general anesthesia. At home, the prep for these scopes was Ava's breaking point. After months of bravely enduring multiple tests and countless rounds of blood tests, she sobbed in my arms, just wanting it all to be over, and my heart broke. The next morning, I held her hand and watched her small body relax as she drifted out of consciousness. The results were conclusive. There was so much active disease she was diagnosed on the spot. I couldn't believe it. I had been so wrong. What did that say about my maternal instinct? 
Suddenly, I was swimming in emotions, relief that we finally had an answer, guilt that I had so adamantly refused to think the problem was gastrointestinal, and worry over what would happen next. Within two years of my own diagnosis, I had undergone a bowel resection and have a six-inch scar across my abdomen as a souvenir. I missed so much school, I had a full term with no grades. I had been on such high doses of prednisone that I'm unrecognizable in some school pictures from the bloating. I remember once going back to school after being off sick and a random child asking if I'd gained weight because my face was so round and full. For Ava, the diagnostic procedures were not done yet. We followed up with an MRE to explore the small bowel. It was not as upsetting for Ava, and she even enjoyed the drink. The challenge was that I was not able to enter the MRE suite because of the staples in my bowel from my resection. This was difficult for us both. We returned to the gastroenterologist a few weeks later to discuss Ava's treatment plan. I was so confused. I had no idea what any of these options were. I had been managing my symptoms reactively for years and luckily had not needed any testing in more than a decade and had not seen a gastroenterologist since mine of more than 20 years had retired. I had no idea what biologics or exclusive internal nutrition were. Suddenly, I wasn't such a know-it-all. In fact, I was clueless and overwhelmed. We were trying to include Ava in as much of the decision-making as possible. One option for biologic treatment was infliximab infusions, which would start with every two weeks and eventually decrease to once every eight weeks, but would essentially be a full day at the hospital each time. The alternative was adalimab injections, done at home every other day. As a working parent, I thought the convenience of an at-home treatment was appealing, but the idea of regular injections was extremely distressing to Ava. With assurance by the doctor that at this stage there was no superior treatment, Ava's wishes were the deciding factor. Infliximab it was, along with weekly methotrexate and folic acid and continuing iron and vitamin D supplements. After just one infusion, the change in her appetite was noticeable. And after two infusions, she had grown, gained weight, and had increased energy levels. Every infusion since has resulted in improvements. The fevers have almost completely stopped, and finally her iron level has started to increase. We do at-home fecal calprotectant testing ahead of each infusion. When we got to the six-week stage, the results showed a spike in inflammation. So currently, Ava is receiving infusions every four weeks. She will have another scope in the future to analyze the internal effects. When I was young, it was so rare to meet another child with Crohn's disease, Now I'm amazed at the number of children we see receiving infusions and how much bigger the pediatric gastroenterology department has become. In fact, a few months after Ava's diagnosis, we learned our neighbors had been going through the same process and their daughter was also diagnosed with Crohn's disease. This has created a unique bond between the girls. The speed at which Ava was diagnosed is a testament to the advancement in understanding this disease. She has missed fewer than 10 days of school since receiving her diagnosis. Going from patient to parent is a complex journey. On one hand, it's easy to think you have more knowledge, and in my case, to think you know everything, only to quickly learn that's not the case. On the other hand, as any parent of a sick child would, you worry. But as the one who was also a sick child, you start to relive every test, every adverse effect, and every setback. 
At our first appointment, when Ava's gastroenterologist said she thought it was Crohn's disease, I was visibly emotional. Not because of the disease, but because at that moment, all I could think about was my childhood experiences. The thick, chalky-tasting barium swallow test, the barium enema that still to this day I cannot think about because even more than 26 years later, I still remember it vividly, the pressure and discomfort as my mom tried to console me, my bowel resection spending 12 days in the hospital while my mom slept on a cot, the gagging reflex as they pulled the nasogastric tube out through my nose when I was finally cleared to consume liquids on my own. Even if you had 100 positive experiences and only 5 negative ones, all you think about is your child having those negative experiences. You want to take it all away, even if it means going through it all again. Suddenly, the appreciation I had for my own mom was abundant. When you are 9, you don't think about your parent missing work, the emotions involved, how keeping track of appointments, tests, prep, and medications becomes a part of life. You don't think about the costs such as missed work, gas, parking, lunches at the hospital, medications and supplements that may not be covered. All you think is that your mom is there to take care of you, and that makes it all okay. I hope that's how my daughter feels. I hope she thinks, mom is here, mom has this too, everything will be okay. This article is dedicated to my own mother. Thank you, mom, for making everything okay. This is a true story. Ava has read this article and given her consent to have it published alongside with the photograph. That was the CMAJ Humanities article called From Patient to Parent, A Dual Generation Journey. It was read by the author Shannon Cushman, a mom and finance professional who lives in Strathroy, Ontario. You can find her article on our website, cmaj.ca. Don't forget to subscribe to CMAJ Podcasts on SoundCloud or a podcast app. Please also leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing. I'm Dr. Kirsten Patrick, Deputy Editor for CMAJ. Thank you for listening.